0: In 2020, four friends decide to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided
1: by Rolling Stone magazine. Rob, Rob. What? Rob, what? What? what the fuck, man? You're, you're supposed to bring the energy on this thing. Mm. Let's go. Come on, it Rev it up a little bit. All All right. Let's go. It's a little late. It's, it's a little late.
0: Definitely not because I logged into the wrong meeting to start tonight. Off to a great start, <laughs> by the way. Uh, so let's see if I can think of a way to pick up the energy. Let's try this. Here we go. Oh. In 2020, <laughs> four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone Magazine. This oh. resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We yes. are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. And All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Way. Beck did it better. This is two albums in a row from 1987. This is 62... Appetite for Destruction by yes. Guns and Roses. Look at that. And I hit the post, too. I'm so good at this. Nail crazy. Nail. Uh, listen, guys. We have... Uh, I, I happen to know, as you know, I do have uh, Aaron's wife at gmails.com phone number now. Okay? <laughs> uh, and I haven't been sending a lot of texts, not getting a lot of responses. But I did recently get a file in my text. Uh, of a song And so let's uh, let's see what's going on here Because I did forward that to K-Rob Listen, the story started out so simple It's getting pretty complicated pretty quickly So we better just listen to K-Rob And the, I bet there's going to be a song written by Aaron's wife As the announcer will explain This is a disaster K-Rob? <laughs> what's up everybody? Welcome to K-Rob the K-R-O Listen tonight on the request line I requested that somebody write a song About Aaron and guess who did It's
2: Aaron's wife Ed, oh! God, oh, my She's life. coming at us Composer about like to be married to the man Composer with the mostest And what a dream it is oh,
0: can't believe that I'm married to Aaron. There's oh, no, no microwave and a record's always blurring. He left overs on the stove. Aaron lives his life like a hippie. He's dandelion greens and the taste feels chilly. Imagine living in Aaron's time home. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever taken your Captain Crunch and heated it up in the microwave before you eat it? <laughs>
3: oh, he's bringing it back. Uh, I don't own a microwave. <laughs> We're back yeah. in the microwave. I'm also pretty certain Curtis Blow just had a heart transplant. <laughs> I played yes. the classic. I played the classic. <laughs> Aaron, speak
0: one sentence. What's the problem with your burgers? Shrinkage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love websites. I love websites. That's a new one. We do actually hang our, um, what? Laundry from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that interesting. We're oh, going <laughs> back like eight months now. <laughs> Shrinkage. <laughs> Man, don't get me started about the deep one. I've really learned a
0: lot about that in the past. Gotta play the hit. Shrinkage. (laughs) Speaking of Russell's dates,
3: let down.
0: Oh! Oh.
3: I like that one, What? What? Uh, I thought this one was all for, for all the nursing mothers out there.
0: Oh, no! He's always talking about some musician. He's always asking to be driven. Every week he's cooking chicken. He used to go to work, so it was fine. But now it's all of the time. Yes. What rhymes with fucking furnace? Uh, let's see. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Trucking Dervish. I still think that rhymes. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, yeah, we She's turning me. in
0: a tiny house by. The I interrupted day. there. The music. He since I know microwave. he always calls me his lady. Favorite part of our marriage. What is it? What's lucky? Yes! <laughs> People ask me what our marriage is like. He's always breaking his arm when he's on his butt. Imagine oh. <laughs> living in Aaron's tiny home. He was He was sitting I'm at home and Aaron's
3: always there. And I can't even trust him to cut the kid's hair. You think he's really good to fall on. Yes! Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's true. <laughs> well, you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time? But
0: you're just too lazy to look I gotta follow more Making fun of Aaron Clips I do not have new bad
3: If so you wanna hear I gotta make a commitment I love
0: oh, well, Charlie, I
1: think
0: you should uh, Measure your house you, Jerry,
1: swing, swing for the fences today Beck did it better okay. Rosie I think you should me- Measure your house and, and then we should have Rob measure his <laughs> See which Condo Wow well, yeah. yeah and whose is actually bigger Let's have a pissing contest
0: <laughs> We're counting the common areas. I think I'm good to go. <laughs> the, the gym and the roof varif- nope. and stuff like that. Nope. Uh, all right. Welcome to Beck Did It Better. We are talking about appetite for destruction or by the, by the guns and roses. Listen, uh, I've got three guys here who look just like Axl Rose probably smells when you're trying to kiss him. I've got Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you
2: doing? I'm good (laughs) to all the ladies out there. Swipe right on my bumble. I've got fun and games. Oh, yes. Seriously. I've got Trivial Pursuit, Battleship, and (laughs) Strip Poker, where if you're lucky, you'll get to see my serpentine Oh, <laughs> get it, around my serpentine
0: well i thought you were gonna say what was the ship that was just two in battleship you know what i mean it's the destroyer. like destroyer yeah the destroyer it's like oh i was hoping for a battleship this is more of a destroyer uh i've got matt in minneapolis matt how are you doing excellent rob thanks for having me as always and i've got the only guy who's upset that we're not listening to the buckethead guns and roses aaron how are you doing out in california
3: Well, 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 you just can't tell, but I'm excited to be here with Matt Robin, my Russell. Let's talk about Guns N' Roses.
0: I feel like you're kind of getting into our territory there. Can I just play (laughs) this for you guys, by the way? I don't know if we're going to cut this or what, but I just want to tell you, listen how awesome this part is. Okay. I can't believe that I'm married to Aaron. There's no microwave and the record's always blaring. He leftovers <laughs> on the stove. If your oh. wife wants this for a ringer, she can have, I can send it to her. Aaron lives his it's life like good. a hippie. He's dead yeah. lion greens and the taste real <laughs> shitty. Imagine living in Aaron's side at home. Is that four tracks? Yeah, four tracks? it's just three. But And then I listened to, when I listened to the actual song, I was like, oh, they're way better at this than... <laughs> I mean, it might surprise you, but Axl Rose is a little bit better than me. It's it's shot. But Axl was recording
3: his stuff one line at a time. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. My, shout it's, out to yeah, Mike it, Link, the producer on this one. I, I do feel I'm, one of the
0: themes for this episode is going to be how the uh, how, how the Guns N' Roses. Again, I don't know why I want to call them the Rolling Stones. How Guns N' Roses wrote the uh, lyrics for their songs. Almost every story is them like, okay, we were in my apartment and we were wasted and I started playing the guitar <laughs> and we wrote this song and then it's like.
2: I was in a van and we were wasted. And I wrote this <laughs> song. It's like my podcast experience. And I was wasted. <laughs> Seriously, you guys can't wait to see my cocktail tonight. I, I might be there again. Oh my God. Don't say that to me. Oh,
0: I got blue balls so bad. Listen, if I don't see that cocktail. I could really get hurt. Okay. The medical.
2: Thing. Hey, Rob, you no. see this shaker here? Oh, no. Ooh, no that's,
0: that's the shaker. shaker. Putting him over the edge. Only, him over the the edge. only way I would be happier is if he's heating Uh-oh. up a drink.
2: Oh, I put something <laughs> car- some carbonated in there that I probably should not be shaking. I'm realizing this is not good. I might have to go on pause. Okay,
0: no, we're not editing any this out.
2: <laughs> it's not good. Russell's I think
0: the top's going to
3: saying Uh oh, first I time think ever. The top's going to fly off my shaker. Oh no. <laughs> Destroys his recording equipment.
0: Oh no, <laughs> Russell, is,
2: they don't show you that put he's, carbonated beverages in a shaker, do they? Yeah, no, they no. I, why do you have it in a shaker? You know it's not supposed to be
0: shaken. You just did that to show off.
2: No, this this is gonna rock your world with oh, it. Oh really no, was. you
0: you added something carbonated to a drink that's not supposed to have carbonation. Even oh, better. Well, I yeah, did. Wait. Yes, I did. Oh, I didn't have any lemons, so I added some Seven Up. That's pretty close. Listen, we gotta get. That's we, we don't. We don't have time to make fun of Russell's drink uh, and trying to cock tease me with that. We have to get into the <laughs> everybody's favorite section, making fun of Aaron.
4: Oh, we're making back. fun of Aaron
0: oh, after, after the on. song too. Yeah, yeah. have I Listen, it? I he got to get along of the way it, right? I don't think so. Aaron.
3: Well, I think I've been. I'll tell you what. I feel so straight, guilty I'm that last week I made way. the quip. Shut up. Rob.
0: Okay, told myself to shut up there. Um. Uh, I don't own a mic. I felt so bad about telling Aaron I never think about him. Uh, And uh, so now I've decided to devote the whole first part of the show to making fun of him to show just how much I care. (laughs) That's how I bond with people. But I do want to, I want to, I was listening um, to last week's episode and I just want to show you guys what I have to deal with when I'm editing this podcast. Okay. So what am I supposed to deal with this? Uh, Tell me if you can guess which noise you think is coming through Aaron's mic here. Okay. Okay. Just listen.
2: One of the things I was going to ask you is when I go to these restaurants, I have to try out something I've never had before. So I had goat empanadas, duck confit, oh, yeah. um, octopus, <laughs> stuff that it's I don't like like a Rumbling? Out. What is that? <laughs> restaurants, do you always no go idea. back to your same old thing or do you always try something new? No it idea. Like, it sounds like someone's I go, playing a drum. I go back, well, I mean, kind of <laughs> like a timpani reason. in the
0: background. It sounds Dude, like Aaron is it's yeah, Aaron is broadcasting here. from the airport. He is sitting out by the <laughs> runway. He's like, okay, time to do the podcast. <laughs> better head over to the airport. So Aaron, what is that
3: noise? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I was saying that you we have seen the Blue Angels here a bunch this week, so it could have been the Blue Angels. I wish I could blame it on them, but so, I don't know. So you think the Blue week.
0: Angels are now out flying at night. They're like, "Well, we're a stunt flying team. Better go out at night where nobody can see us whatsoever." That well, makes doesn't make any sense.
3: What's more okay. dangerous than flying during the day,
0: flying at night, probably, right? I don't know. I haven't they're, I mean, it's not really my bag, but so do you think that was an airplane going by? Is that what that was?
3: I don't know, man. I mean, I'm in, I'm in my garage. Anything could happen. It could be a feral cat. Uh-huh. It could be a <laughs> delivery truck. You, you, know,
2: you know when I think the height of the Blue Angels was? Remember when we were kids and there were those things called micro machines and the guy talked really fast? Yeah. Yes. Remember, remember that? And then yes. they did little plane ones too and you could buy the planes and the cars. And I remember the Blue Angel micro machine was like, if you got that one, that was the best one you could possibly get. I mean, they're pretty cool. Micro Machines were
0: a, an awesome way to get a toy that you were immediately going to lose. Like, within three days, mm-hmm. you were just, like, had some, and the next thing you know, it's gone forever. No idea where it went. And you're always stuck with, like, the shittiest one left. The one you didn't want is the only one that you could find.
2: Do you guys think the Micro Machine guy, the really fast talker, ever went on dates and would he talk fast like that on dates or not? Oh, think you know that. Guy? Okay. Now, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to get into this right off the bat. Does he do everything really
3: fast? Can you imagine
0: how good that guy is at oral sex?
2: <laughs> Just
3: crazy. Right? Do you think he has multiple speeds, though? Do you think he can do it fast or slow? Yeah, no, he is like one of those vibrators. <laughs> <He's
0: laughs> like <the> ABCs <laughs> very, very fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was going, you know, I know you're not supposed to start right at the... But I think with him, they're like, oh, no, I'll no, allow it. No, I'll no, allow no, it. No, He's like, come no. down. Okay, just turn on your speaker, put it on the ground, and sit on it. Listen to this. Come down <laughs> to the room right oh, now. We yeah, got a micro machine. Did you hear what I said really fast, by the way? Come down to the store and get a micro machine. That's the only thing I could think of. I'm dumb. I'm dumb as shit. Just terrible. So, okay, Aaron, we talked about oral sex with the micro machine guy. Are you happy? The one thing you wanted to talk about today? It's great. It's what you started this
3: podcast. I'm good. That's I'm going to so retire sad. for the evening. You guys enjoy the rest of this podcast. <laughs> We've hit all the hit all the <laughs>
0: Oh, Guys, let's get into let's get into uh at least my favorite segment. It's the Dump shit so it's it's dumb shit listeners. So, listening to voice. <laughs> dumb shit listeners. Are we all the way up the rails already? God,
3: listeners are dumb And I'll tell you shit, so what. So I knew as another stuff. dumb
0: shit listener just when I saw the voicemail stuff. and it's like a minute and a half long. I'm like, "Folks, you listen to these, right? Like, please help me out."
4: Oh boys. Oh. It's Krista um, calling to clarify some confusion about Matt and Sarah's first wedding dance. Mm. Um, by the way, I was one of those people that was invited to the very small what wedding. What the hell? let just shake this <laughs> Flex. I have to say that I can blame part of this on Sarah and Matt because they had a food and drink minimum they had to cover at <laughs> this is the so restaurant at their reception.
2: At. He needs so, to get the minimum. Of
4: course, I was more than willing to help. He's like so at eight thousand and one dollar final reception location, which was Glitz in downtown oh. Minneapolis. Yep. You heard that right. I did. Um, I was having a grand old time by that point, And they walked in and it dawned on me that they needed a first wedding dance. So it was me that requested the Johnny Cash song, Ring of Fire. Because I always associate Johnny Cash with Matt. So
2: Matt back, didn't want to pay the royalties to Syria. use any songs.
4: And in case you were wondering, my first <laughs> dance was to Yellow by Coldplay.
2: Oh. Have a good day. Sung by that guy, Russell, famously. So, Matt, you didn't have a first dance at all. You just showed up at a bar, and you're like, no music, no (laughs) fun, and people started (laughs) playing music, and you danced, or what? Well,
1: no, we showed up up at Glicks, because they were going to have a DJ there, kind of a thing, and yeah, we had... I think we had like invited like sixty people, but we were under the minimum, so we invited a couple more just to get to the minimum, something like that. And so
0: let me go through my email here. Let me check it.
1: (laughs) Ant wedding, no (laughs) results. No, I got nothing. So weird. Yeah, so so
0: weird.
3: Nothing for me. It's like fuck
2: those guys that are going to drink more than one drink. I need people are going to have one drink and be out of here.
3: No alcohol. (laughs) Trying to get this done in three hours tops.
0: (laughs) I do have to give it up though. I do have to give it up for somebody who is blasted before the first dance. Like she's like yeah, I've been having some drinks Having some fun Time for the first dance Woo That I've happened to me there. once I was I was a groomsman In a wedding Right And they had a bartender On the bus So after the wedding I go and get on the bus uh, And I'll just say this this person whose wedding this was, was a okay softball player. Okay. Not the most athletic on the team. Let's just put it that way. Um, and so I get on the bus, right. And everyone else is off the bus talking. So it's just me and the bartender. Well, you, you, you can't just ignore somebody, right? You can't be rude. So I get a vodka lemonade, right? Two minutes later, nobody gets margarita. on. So I get another vodka lemonade, right? A margarita. It, <laughs> no, it was just a right. vodka
2: lemonade. This was me at like twenty. Isn't that a margarita?
1: No, Russell, it's not a margarita.
3: No, Stop saying no, that, no, please. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever drink you got to cut with a knife. It's like you give a brownie batter drink or whatever you do tonight. A margarita is not lemonade and vodka. Can I get Where the, do you think the vodka comes from in the margarita? Where are you Kaluuya getting that from? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your wedding bus story. Oh, my God. The, mar- the vodka margarita? Can you even imagine? <laughs> <laughs> guys, should we just shut this down this might be the episode already we should just stop guys guns and roses it's a good album see you later we're 18 minutes rolling, in. All right. rolling so well toned you can probably see where i'm going with this i was absolutely blasted by the time everybody got onto the bus buck
3: eliminated that'll do it to you real quick yeah
0: yeah i showed i well i called him a margarita i think that was part of my problem <laughs> right. um, but i did show up at the wedding and like jenny saw me because she was not on the bus she drove herself and she saw me and she goes Oh, no. Like the minute I walked through the door, like for the introducing, you know, and she goes, oh, oh, no. And sure enough, I did take off my clothes and run through a cornfield. Okay. Or as Aaron calls it, you know, Thursday night or whatever. But uh, at some point on the bus, I did say, oh, yeah, and I'm standing. And so the whole family's on there, the whole uh, wedding party. I'm standing like up on the seat and I see the bus is slowing down and I look to my side and it's just a cornfield. And I go, yeah, it's time to party in the cornfield. Right. Everybody's kind of quiet. I looked the other way. Cemetery. We were visiting the wife's deceased father's grave site. Oh.
2: So I was like, oh.
0: <laughs> so immediately being nervous, I was, uh, went back to the bartender at the back of the bus. I was like, oh, I'm going to need one of those margaritas, <laughs> oh, those margaritas.
1: <laughs> First place. First place is not where you want to be. At, at a wedding? At a work event? No. Um, at a funeral? First no. place. And sounds like you were in first place that you night. It was, Lead cocktailer. It was a disaster and it 100% was not my
0: fault. I will not take the blame for that. It was the bartender who set me up. He should have known that I was going to be on there for a while and should not have overserved me. So, shame on that bartender big time. <laughs> Rob, when
2: you make an entrance at weddings, do you always if you were in the wedding, did you do the thing where like you carry the bridesmaid in on your shoulders or like do like are you doing some funny dance when you walk in when they introduce you or what was your style when you got introduced when you were in the I, wedding? I have only been a groomsman in 2 weddings.
0: One was a girl I was dating. I thought he would have, but it, it's it's sad. One is a oh no, oh my sister's. Oops, I forgot about my sister. Listen, not going to do that at my sister's. At my sister's wedding, right before I walked down the aisle, my mom goes, "Oh my god, you look terrible." And then I like, <laughs> and then I had to walk down. So I was like, "Okay, that's great, thank you." Uh, and then, uh, Did or she, she said, beat it or was she just no, trying to get a said, laugh out of you? She said no. She said something to the effect of like, "Okay, everybody stop fooling around" or something like we were have, telling jokes. That's what it was. And she goes, everybody stop fooling around back here. This is terrible. And she was all stressed out. They we like walking down. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, oh no. The, and then, and then I got drunk at that one. And that was the only wedding I've ever been a part of. Nobody's ever asked me again. So.
1: <laughs> Russell, I went to a, I went to a wedding last night. Uh, oh, you did. A loyal, Beck did a better listener. I uh, got, got invited to the, his daughter's wedding last night. So it was a great time. But awesome. The, the, I think the new thing, the best couple of the introduction last night just walked in. Everybody's expecting some dumb twirl, some like, you know. They did the uh, mat. You know, lift up thing. The best couple was the one that just walked in and kind of waved and went to their seat. so G-
2: Gave everyone yeah. like a little salute.
1: Yeah, just a little salute. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought it was the best one. So
2: Matt's just sitting there slow clapping for this group yeah.
1: that comes out. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Holy
0: yeah. cow, this wedding might get done by 830 after all. All right, this is great. We can get home and get a little rest in. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up early. This is gonna be awesome. I'm almost setting out my inflatables.
3: Those weddings are the real youngsters. Those can, those can be the saddest. The two saddest weddings I've been to in my life were kids who get married real young. One was saddest. Uh, oh, I I like, yeah, saddest for me, weddings. Yeah, and I don't know if we have
0: time to talk about the saddest weddings you've been to. Yeah, (laughs) just kidding. We do. Let's
3: go. First was a couple that I went to high school with. She graduated early so they could get married, but she was not 18 yet. So she had to have her parents permission to get married to the guy mm -hmm. who was 20. They asked me to sing in there. What was your first wife's name? And they <laughs> oh what? So she was 17, he was, I don't know, 19. They asked me to sing in their wedding in Des Moines. They I did uh, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you with a taper oh, oh, movement. No. It was we've discussed how Talk bad about I was. a song to pick if you got married in high school. Ooh. Everything I do. It was rough. We've discussed. We have to wear the Robin
2: Hood Prince of Thieves outfit much
3: for I it or not. Bombed Manny's wedding, but yeah, that's <laughs> This one I totally <laughs> bombed. It was like 105 degrees. There was, of course, no reception. I got a flat tire on the way home on the freeway between Des Moines and Ankeny. I had to, like, pull over and change the flat tire in my, like, brown shirt and, you know, paisley tie. That was awful.
2: Were, so were you was, friends with them, or did they just hire you because you were, like, world-famous Ankeny musician?
3: No, I, I mean, what? yes, it was because I was world-famous Ankeny musician. Yeah. That was they it. hired
0: the basketball player there and talked about that one time to shoot a three. Hired the PJ grandma Dirties. to do some trash talking. Like everybody was best in
3: the town. That's who they hired. It just it was yeah, it was just top of the town. Everybody. That was a rough one. That was no good. Listen,
0: gotta give it up for a wedding just because you want to fuck somebody. Like, gotta <laughs> give it up what? for that. <laughs> like. What? I want to have sex with this person so bad we're going to get married, right? That's I the think, only yeah, I, reason they have Actually, that I think wedding. they
3: might have six or seven kids now, actually, now that you mentioned it, Rob. Hey, they, why is that
0: the saddest wedding you've been to? It yeah, no sounds reception? like a happy family. Why I, is I that got a so, flat
3: tire on the way home and I oh, bombed it oh, wow. <laughs> <That's so
1: laughs> selfish. It's all about you. Oh, it yeah, turns out Aaron what was what right it, when yeah. he
0: said, Everything I do, I don't do for you, I, I do for me. And I'm mad about this tire. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought the lyric. Those are the lyrics to the song. I was sorely mistaken. What was the other sad wedding? Aaron? We the don't other have time one was three, a, just two. Yeah,
3: the other one was a friend of mine from high school who got married uh, the, immediately after we graduated undergrad in Oklahoma City. And the I drove down to Oklahoma City with the other groomsmen, and the reception was there was no booze at the reception, <laughs> so. We we did the wedding and then the reception that we left the reception at like 6 p.m. And there we were in Oklahoma City knowing no one. So like we just went and bought a six pack of Michelob Amber and drank it in our hotel room. Just by ourselves. Aaron,
2: Aaron, you were one of the most selfish wedding guests I've ever heard in my life. You say like these are the two saddest weddings. One turned out to be this happy couple with seven kids. And the other one was this beautiful reception in Oklahoma City, but you just didn't have fun. So you call it the saddest
3: wedding ever? Called it a night. It's true. Actually, that couple is still together also. They, they have uh, four or five beautiful children. So who am I, I to that say? that is some sad shit. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be with someone for that long either. That is some <laughs>
0: sad shit. I got to admit, though, like the idea now of me just hanging out with my friends in a hotel room drinking sounds awesome. That would be All one day. of the best. We- that would be like Anytime. one of my best weekends in a long time. That sounds true. really fun, actually. That's true. Uh, I went to a wedding once where they had a uh, seating, you know, and they picked like a seating t- chart. They picked where you were going to sit. And I was outside on the porch and the door was closed. So at no point could you hear any of the speeches. You couldn't hear any of the music, nothing. We were eating like literally outside of the whole thing. So it was
2: like, yeah, we're the tier Z friends. It's no good. But sometimes it's, it's fun to be the tier Z and be outside because you can do whatever. You can get raucous. You can get as many, you're, like you're the, you're the bar with everyone's got multiple drinks in front of them. You've got an empty seat. You're like, no, no, they'll be here. Fill that glass of wine. You're getting wine all around. Sometimes it's nice being on the outer outer edge. You can do
1: whatever it's you great. want. I mean, the people don't even remember, like, you were even at their wedding. I mm-hmm. mean, like, if you could be that far underneath the the radar, when people don't even remember you, they even invited you to the wedding and you were at the wedding, that's kind of the, that's
3: kind of nice. I don't, think,
1: yeah. I don't think the worst part is that I had no recollection of
0: you being at the wedding. It's that Jenny and I both were shocked <laughs> and we looked at each other. <laughs> And we were so shocked that we looked at you and said, you were at our wedding? Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a true friendship. Okay. <laughs> yeah. With that in mind, let's get into rolling going. Oh, You done right. Rolling it's going yet? It's no. It's, it's, it's time. time to see what everybody's up to. No, this is a disaster real. already. For rolling going. Oh, yeah. Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you?
3: Oh, it's going great. It's autumn, um, so I've been enjoying that. You uh, call it autumn? I'm a fall guy. I fall. don't call it autumn. Autumn. It's Look fall. at Mister Fancy Pants. Autumn. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I, guess <laughs> cool. I, I guess I usually I guess I usually call it fall, but I was trying to just. Uh, <laughs>
0: no, yeah, don't fall. don't act like, like you're you guys, talk down <laughs> to on. Rosie. Now. Literally,
1: he literally. You guys have been jumping on Rosie all episode. He can't get three, <laughs> <laughs> three words in edgewise He literally says it's autumn, and you guys are just jumping his shit. How about you just let him talk for five seconds? Yeah, thanks, Russell. Matt, I appreciate you. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Russell. Positive. So I've been
3: no enjoying one of my favorite autumn. pastimes, which is playoff baseball, where my team is not playing because I really enjoy playoff the baseball. But I don't want to, I don't want to have to endure the stress. So that's Ooh, good. and
0: that ball going to autumn into right field, he's going to
3: make a double on this. I but I will say uh, the, the most enjoyable thing I did since we talked, since we last spoke is that uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to break it to you guys. You you all know that my wife, Aaron's wife at gmail.com is a big fan of this podcast. Uh, but this is not the only podcast that she listens to. Mm. So oh, okay. she okay. she uh, she cool, was listening to Fresh Air Open this really week, and there were a bunch of uh, Stanley Tucci interviews because I think he he recently went through a bout with cancer. So shout out to Stanley Tucci for surviving that. And uh, that's a pretty cool thing. And um, Fresh Air talked about this movie of his called Big Night that he did in 1996 with Tony Shalhoub. And... Um, Minnie Driver and Isabella Rossellini and this wonderful cast. So we watched it uh, last night, actually, and it was such a delightful film. You guys know I'm a sucker for food in movies. So it's these two brothers who are trying to open an Italian restaurant. It's not working out. Anyway, see the film, really loved it. But the main thing that I can't stop thinking about is that at the very end, the very final scene of the film, uh, Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci play brothers. They've had a, a big dust up the night before cut to the next morning. They own this restaurant together. Stanley Tucci walks in and it's Mark Anthony, uh, former, you know, love of interest of JLo plays their uh, busboy. Mark Anthony is there in the kitchen. He cleaned up Stanley Tucci walks in. He says, are you hungry? He's, he starts making this beautiful frittata, but he makes it with three <laughs> eggs, even though his brother's not even there. Cause they had this big fight. He makes this perfect two, frittata. One take eggs, three, one take makes a perfect frittata cuts it into three pieces even though there's only two guys still in the room and then eventually his brother comes back and they kind of like have a pseudo forgiveness kind of thing over this omelet and he was he was leaving the third egg for his brother the whole time it was beautiful so i just want to let you guys know that if we ever get together in one place i'm making a frittata with four omelets i'm four eggs making a frittata with four eggs. I'm saving one for each of you. I was so moved by this film. Everybody go see it. That's my recommendation. My role i going.
0: I thought for sure you're quitting this podcast at the end of the story. I thought for sure that was an allegory where you were done.
3: one of these times, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk away. But no, that was it. I just I uh, really It was loved like the a film. choose Can't your own adventure book.
0: That story was like a choose your own adventure book where it doesn't just end. Like you just go down kind of a, a path that maybe isn't as exciting as some of the other paths you could take it. Because it started with like baseball, and I was like, okay, we're going to talk to baseball. I could do this, and then it was like a the podcast. I was like, okay, we can talk about a podcast, and then it was fresh air to Stanley Tucci to frittata, which was Aaron's real thing, and he didn't want to just talk about, about, the about the cancer. A- Oh, yeah, exactly. He had to <laughs> dip it to bring it back up. But he didn't <laughs> just want to talk about it. All he wanted to talk about was a frittata. That's all he That's wanted. It. He could have said, I watched a movie with a frittata in it. It was a gorgeous scene. I loved it. But he knew that we were going to make fun of him for just talking about a frittata in a movie. So not even real food now. He's talking about food that he sees on a screen. He's like, wow, yeah. some also food.
3: Now, don't get it twisted. Did I try to recreate that frittata in my own kitchen this morning? 100%. Yeah. I tried to do every movement the same where he pulls the plate off the... Shelf, And then he uses the fork to mix the eggs and he puts the fork aside. Then he puts some salt in the eggs. Then he mixes a little bit more and then puts the fork aside again. I tried. I don't know if I did very well, but I I gave, I gave it my best shot. It was a beautiful. I just,
0: I just want to remind everybody at home. Think about what it's like to be married. Darren. Just think about it for a second. (laughs) I like frittatas.
2: (laughs) All right, Matt, you and I again,
4: (laughs) we're
2: back at it. Matt, aren't you glad we didn't interrupt him anymore? <laughs> yeah, I was very glad we got See? through that. Now we can move now on. Now we can on to move on. One, yes.
0: <laughs> I was thinking though, when I was making that song though, I bet Aaron would be the best person on the podcast to have sex with. Oh no, this is not a good conversation. <laughs> no, no just like idea. in general. Like if somebody had to have sex with one of us, I would probably pick Aaron.
2: Because of like day idea. after breakfast this is or what? Not a good I just know
0: with too. me, it's not gonna, it's just 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 pass. Just take a hard pass on that. I wish. Okay. Hard pass. No big deal. Okay. And no offense to you guys, but Aaron just seems like he'd be the most sensitive. He seems like he'd really be great to, it seems like we'd be making
3: love. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Not just getting sweat on us and falling asleep.
3: Matt, interrupt Rob. Uh, Russ, how's it going out, with you? Someday I'll reveal my sources that have told me that Matt is not so bad to make love with.
2: What? What <laughs> is going on?
3: <laughs> Aaron, I told you I that had inside, in inf- the I had inside information on that one. <laughs> You're I you not that to
0: off. tell anybody that about that okay
3: let's see let's see how matt's
0: responding yeah let's see if matt let's see if matt has to let's matt we're only going how's
1: it going with you <laughs> well, after that i don't know <laughs> yeah matt's like <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life well let's talk about some more food rosie you talked about uh making the, you know i i figured out this the best way to scramble an egg Oh, I want to hear and it. I, I can't believe I hadn't come up with this before. But you know those little, like little, little containers, handy. those Tupperware containers, and then you screw the top on. Yeah. You know, have you ever you just you break two or three eggs into there, you throw all the stuff you want in there, and you just shake that son of a gun up, <laughs> and it's the best way to scramble an egg I've ever come Uh-oh. up with.
0: Russell, don't do it. No, Russell, don't do it with the so shaker. Oh no. <laughs> but
1: like, because I mean, you like, you can do it with is the fork. Know? I didn't watch <laughs> this movie. Do you, do you hear no, it, Russell? You hear it? He's put an egg in there. This is a disaster. Damn, you know, because if you've got a, if you've got much. a fork, I can never get <laughs> the again. the yolk completely broken up. Right, at, you know, you time when I get bored there, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you know. So I've taken to that, and I've started doing that. And I shake am that I, thing up, and am I and it works doing out too great. much stuff in my life? Like, is that my problem? Am I doing yes. like I'm too yes, busy? Yes, you are.
3: And yep. will your will your kids eat it too, Matt? Like, or they will huh. they eat your eggs? Yeah. Oh egg. yeah, it's great. Then they'll eat my eggs. Oh yeah.
0: It really. I the Tupperware containers. Rosie was like, "Oh, you mean those things we cut tomatoes with?" That was my joke. I saved. I brought
1: that back. <laughs> yeah. No, but we, you know, we've we've started we've started um we've started doing a lot of kind of uh, you know traditional. Not traditional, but like, uh, what do you call it when you do it? Uh, you know, every week we've got Chipotle night. Like every Sunday now we've got uh, pancake and, and bacon in the morning, you know, so we, oh, we get yeah. up and we, we're making pancakes and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the best things that's come out of COVID for our family anyways, is that we've kind of gotten into this rhythm of actually eating dinners together where we maybe didn't before we were doing different things, but I don't know. So, you know, bit. we put out, we put away all of our screens. We don't look, no, sometimes we do that. But, but yeah, but I don't know. So, I mean, it's, it's been kind of fun and, you know, you start to learn how to cook new things. So, you know, Rob, what have you done for eating with your family lately?
0: I honestly think I had some sort of scarring about eating family dinners. I detest family dinners. I detest do sitting down with my family Why? eating a dinner. I refuse to do it. I have screens out, The girls will tell you. I have screen required dinner sometimes where I tell them, if it's just the girls and I I say, you must bring a screen to this table. I'm not sitting here and chatting with you. I don't know. I just, I hate eating with the family because Jenny doesn't eat the food we eat. So we're <laughs> never eating as a family together. We, we, you know, the only time we eat as a family is that my youngest has gotten into cooking food. When she cooks food, we'll sit down and eat it and talk about it. And that's, that's
3: fun-ish. The Bullshit. You know, it's fun. That's bullshit. I mean, I will admit there, I mean, dinner with a four-year-old, not always exciting.
1: No, that's, but it gets better, Rosie. And that's maybe, you know, where yeah, things I, come I aspire in to start, it. Right. Yeah. We try it. You know, start trying new things. But yeah. yeah. Matt, I like that your story was direct to the point and didn't take us down
0: a winding snake with the eggs <laughs> at the very end of it. Like it wasn't like this 10 <laughs> year story
1: where it kind of looped
3: around right and then at the, the end, eggs. it was almost about it. Right
1: to it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That was my I got, favorite part. I got,
3: I got a lot of things I like to talk to you guys about. I got to cram them in before you start making jokes. I know. And it. Interrupting. I
0: wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't have it any other way, but yeah, don't ever interrupt me again like that.
2: Uh, Russ rolling going. How's it going with you rolling going? It's going well. Uh, last week we talked about my trip to Chicago, but I forgot to bring up one of my favorite or least favorite things about the trip. Something I thought we had to talk about on this. I needed to get your guys' opinion on something. All right. Maybe I do need advice. Why don't we go to the corner? It's not dating advice. Though. Get, get, get. get well, the, corner the corner is just for all advice, Russell. It's Russell's, not
0: just dating advice. For Russell's advice. I don't want your corner. advice on anything else. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. We ought to make a good fried egg. I don't know. <laughs> here's, here's the advice Overheart. I need. So,
2: when I was in Chicago, and there's some bars in Minneapolis or restaurants that will have this, but I noticed almost every bar or restaurant in Chicago had this, it was the bathroom attendant. You go into uh, the bathroom yeah. Yeah. and there's the guy sitting in there. Who's got the candy. He's got the soap. He's taken all the paper towels. So he has to give you the paper towel when you wash your hands. What do you guys think of bars or restaurants that have the bathroom attendant where there's someone in there watching you use the facilities, making you take the paper towels and then guilt tripping you into having to tip them or pay <laughs> to use the bathroom.
1: What are your thoughts on the bathroom attendant? <laughs> this at
3: seems like a loaded question.
1: Well, the thought—I mean, the the whole problem I always run into is like, how much cash do you carry anymore? Right? right. I mean, and like, and do you have any like dollar dollar bills? Yes. I mean, i are probably carrying like twenties or you know something like that. Where I, you know, if I had two bucks, great, mm-hmm. here you go, whatever. You know, if you don't have any cash on you, you feel horrible. You feel like an asshole, right? Yeah. You know, so what do you do? I don't know. So yeah, yeah that, that's mind. the only thing I don't like.
3: But you're right, Matt. It it sort of like the the rate of inflation doesn't match with the denominations of bills we have. I had this happen. Um, There's a paper called a newspaper called street scene in Oakland that used to be a dollar and people would sell them outside of coffee shops, bars, whatever. And so if you had a dollar, you'd, you know, buy a street scene. And I tried to buy one a year or two ago. And the guy was like, no, 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 they're $2 now. Well, I only had a dollar bill and a $10 bill. So then it's like, okay, well, here's a 10, here's $10 for my paper, which I don't mind, but um, yeah, I'm always happy to tip those guys. But Yeah, if you're not carrying multiple ones now, clearly a dollar is not enough to tip someone for anything. So you need to tip more than that. But if you're not carrying a bunch of ones, it it makes for an awkward situation.
2: But beyond what is appropriate for tipping, like why should you have to tip to use a bathroom at a restaurant
1: you're at? Well, you don't have to, right? I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to, but.
2: I yep.
0: love it. There's one place in New York city that has a bathroom attendant. I love going in there. I feel like a goddamn King. I am not turning <laughs> on that sink. I'm getting a paper towel handed to me. And guess what? They got little candies in that bathroom and they hand me a candy and I eat it. I don't care that it's candy. That's been sitting in the bathroom. Well, hundreds of people have been taking the worst of the New York city's dumps in that bathroom. I am, I am blessed to be King like, and yes, I will drop them a five. every once in a smile and just be like, Hey, Hey, this is the way I roll. You know, no big deal. Not because every I once forgot once in a while names. or
1: every time you're in there?
0: Uh, oh, every once in a while. Like I said, if I don't have any cash, I yell. No! When he tries to wash my hands and I run out and make a big scene. I would be
2: like, hey, I got to use the ATM. I'll get you next time. And then I would be out of that bar and go to the next spot where there's no bathroom attendant.
3: I think the move would be if you know you're going to be there for the night, you leave 10 or 20 at the beginning of the night. and you know How much are you going to the bathroom at a night, Aaron? Just in case, man, and maybe, and then maybe you get friends who are going to go in there and not going to leave a tip. You're trying to, you know, do this for the the good of the uh, group.
0: Wow. So you're so you're like, oh, this is twenty dollars, but my friend, I think he has an upset tummy. He's going to be coming in later. He's got a green <laughs> shirt, so he's not right? going to tip you later. But don't, don't he drank a big here.
3: old pumpkin spice latte? You don't know yes. what's about to happen in there. So he's the guy. Keep an do, eye out for Do him. you
2: have to leave a different tip depending on what you use the bathroom for? Like if you're just using the urinal, is it a lesser tip than if you had something that wasn't sitting well and have to use some, you know, the stall? I mean, I hope they're not actually cleaning the toilet. I don't think you need to come out of the stall and explain what happened
0: to, <laughs> to talk about the tip. Like I, that doesn't seem like that's part of it. You know what I mean? But it does make you like not. I think though, when you have somebody in there and that you're going to tip them, you do feel like, okay, I don't need to hide this right? He's in here. He's probably heard the nastiest stuff you could possibly imagine over the course of a weekend. I don't need to go poop and flush at the same time to try to act like nothing's going on here. <laughs> I can give it the full <laughs> dumb and dumber all out facial <laughs> eyes crossed, you know, making noises while I'm
2: doing it. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs>
0: or whatever noise. But you then make. when you're know.
2: leaving, Rob, do you make eye contact with it? when he hands you the paper towel or Absolutely. no eye contact? Absolutely. Do you make eye contact. Yeah, of
0: course. I swear to God, this is what I was going to talk about anyway, because I know we're we're running up against time here. I saw TikTok and I'm wondering if you guys, uh, I just want, TikTok I stuff. want you to try it once. Oh, tick, I'm no. a, I'm addicted to it. Okay, I want you to try this once. Will you guys just promise without listening to it? First of all, I, I got to ask you guys, you're my good friends. Have any of you watched the guy who gets turned on <laughs> trying to get into a balloon video?
2: that
3: was probably I the worst video you. you've ever said i sent it to you terrible. and i said
0: please reply when you watch that no reply i've done that with like really three groups bad. of friends
2: you didn't want a response for it it was really bad i was on vacation <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's vacation. a perfect time to watch it <laughs> Aaron. this is like when i go on dates and don't respond or when i'm out of town i don't respond to women i'm dating via text message this is like when aaron's on vacation he's not responding to your bullshit text
0: bro. Yeah. i respond I all of your texts When I send you a video of a guy who pretends like he doesn't want to get stuck in a balloon, but it turns out he really wants to. It's what turns him on. then he gets in there and he goes, oh, drat. I can't believe I'm stuck in this balloon. That video is gold. You need to watch it and reply to me. And instead, you guys are not good friends. But I want to say, okay. But I'm not saying that we need to get into balloon you're and Get, get more turned
2: stories on. about frittatas because we're ready for them. If this <laughs> is <what Rob's>
1: doing. <laughs> I was going to say to answer your to answer your question that you asked earlier. Yes, you've got too much going on in your life. I think you need to simplify your life a little bit. If this is what's now you're you're sending off to us, yes, but. <laughs> No, that, that, listen, that I have that ready to go. All you know, we get like, we get like cool, like bat flips from some people. Right. We get like awesome, uh, you know, end zone dances, things like that. And you're sending us a, a guy who's going into a balloon and getting turned on by it. So. Uh, well he, he pretends though he doesn't want to be in it, which is part of the,
0: really, oh, okay. I think see, you haven't seen the video obviously, cause it's actually really good. Now when I send you a video and you just see that link, do you just, are you like, Hmm. I need to wait till I'm in a certain place to watch this video, or are you excited to watch a video that I send you a link to? Like,
1: I, uh, oh, I f- absolutely go to, we better make sure that everybody's asleep and I'm in a locked room so nobody can walk. Yeah, right. I absolutely need to. You don't want more sure hot that- sauce on feet. Uh, TikTok,
0: somebody is putting uh, toilet paper into their uh, fridge and then using it from there. Would you oh, guys do no. that with me? Doesn't oh. that sound fun? Huh? Does that sound fun? <laughs> Why,
3: Why would you? <sighs> Well, I'm so okay. don't understand. i
0: not saying the freezer. I'm <laughs> saying the fridge, toilet paper if in the fridge. Took, this is you a Captain Crunch of the microwave situation. It sounds wonderful. The whole wonderful. fridge is covered in poop.
3: This is not a good idea.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> didn't think about putting it back. I guess I was visually in like a new role. And then oh, just living life oh, to the fullest the first time. Would you do that with me, Aaron? If it was uh, like a virgin role, would you Why do it would that? Why I we doing this
3: with you? I didn't. I didn't know this because like we coming. could talk about it. It would be fun to talk about it.
0: <laughs> we could. We could start our own text chain, huh?
1: Okay, fine. Is, is, is TikTok a, is that's like one of those things where they've got algorithms, right? So they like point <laughs> different things towards what you want to see, right? Is that the I, that the deal with TikTok?
0: You know, who knows how it works? That's
1: the computers these days. It's probably made <laughs> a mistake.
0: No way, that's the kind of stuff I'm into. Let's, you know what? Don't I have time? No more time. Talk about the album. Here we go. It's time for nobody's favorite part of the show. Okay, let's not let's talk, talk about TikTok about anymore album. or ever again. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And don't look at the history of the Beck did a better TikTok or uh, people you like Okay. And, but, Aaron, if you want to, send me, shoot me a text. Okay. It's cold. I think it'd be fun. Freezer 2, maybe. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Appetite for Destruction. This is Guns and Roses' debut album. Guys, what was the first single off this album? If you had to guess, Paradise City. Paradise City. Absolutely not. It was It's So Easy with Mr. Brownstone on the B side. Can you wow. imagine a band whiffing so hard that that's their first <laughs> single on the album? Like, just a disastrous idea. It's so easy. The thing is, is that this is the debut album of Guns N' Roses. It's the best selling debut album, like Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs>
2: the the debut album. Yeah. is there a is dog, debut? dog track there,
0: guys? It's your debut. It's my debut. No, debut. It's the W. The
3: i I've been to Dubuque one time in my whole life. I have family there. I only went once, oh, maybe twice Christ. for a wedding. I think.
0: Okay, do you want to talk about toilet paper in the fridge now,
3: Russell? No. Huh? We're back. <laughs> no.
0: so- so listen, this is the absolutely, they, they, they released this album in uh, 87, but it didn't get, they didn't get big for two years because it wasn't until they started touring and uh, David Geffen begged MTV to put Paradise City onto uh, MTV at like two o'clock in the morning to just play it. They said, play it three nights, two in the morning. After that, we don't care anymore. And the first time they played it, it became their most requested video of the week. So they just blew up literally from their music video. Uh, they, 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 this is the best selling debut album of all time. Uh, they also wanted to put November rain. Stop that. They wanted to put November rain (laughs) on this album, but they figured because they already had sweet child of mine that this, they already had a ballad on here and they didn't want to slow down again. But I just want you to picture this album with November rain on it. Probably it would, it would be the greatest. It would be like number one, a, like there would be no list. It would be all 500 albums. Um, and in 1999, I just want to remind you, uh, Axel Rose re-recorded this whole album with brand new members, and that album has never ever been released Now because why would you like a little a little look, look behind the curtain, it's... we did record an episode for uh, Appetite for Destruction as our very first test episode later. You will never hear that. it sounds absolutely terrible. Uh, there are almost no jokes whatsoever. <laughs> like it's like we are we did not reach the sophistication that we have for this episode.
3: We didn't talk about refrigerated toilet paper or anything
0: so let's. Stop talking about this And let's get into this awesome, awesome album I'm going to say it right now Guns N' Roses, the number one thing I think about When I think about county fairs for some reason Okay, listen to this You get on the Gravitron So good Welcome to the jungle Axl Rose wrote this when he uh, got off a bus In New York City and an unhoused person said to him Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle baby, you're going to die
2: is this a whistle or is that him screaming? What is going on that, at the beginning that of this that's call? That's his call. That's power. him. That is Axel Rose. There's no way it's this. a howl. It's got to be a whistle or something. No. A siren.
1: It's a pharyngeal grit, pharyngeal oh. rasp, yes. pharyngeal distortion. Yeah. I mean, if it was a, a siren, it would... Wait.
0: I do hear it back there.
2: Rizzo. I do hear it this this is, we've Gosh. talked about this before. You you put the record on, you hear the first song, you have to call someone during this one. Yes. This song, this song has to be in our top 5 opening tracks ever. I know Absolutely. I know there's yeah. what's going on. We've done a lot of great opening yeah. tracks. This one has to be on the list, doesn't it?
3: Yes. It's Respect. What's going on? This one, Taxman. It's no. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> no. It just said no.
0: <laughs> All right, go back and listen to it. It's a great opening song. You guys are wrong about that. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, this was the song that made Guns and Roses blow up. Like they literally played this video early morning on MTV. People heard it. They went nuts. Uh, and you can understand why. Like this band, we were talking last week about what is, how do you, quali- how do you, how do you classify this band? Right? They're not heavy metal. But they're not a rock and roll band like... They're much harder than a band like Aerosmith or what you think of as those 70s rock bands. And what was the term that, that the Wikipedia used that we decided was a pretty good term? Hard rock, maybe? Yeah, American hard rock. Like, it's the perfect description because it's... it's, it's I mean, you can't listen, listen to this. It's so easy, right? Not only their first single, they would use this to open most of their shows. I see
3: your sister in a Sunday
0: this is that poetry that we talked about when we did this as a... No, we can't keep referencing things we did on an episode that nobody ever heard. Ah, actually, I'm trying to I'm trying
3: to goad Matt into comparing this to Dylan.
0: No, I think that's a later song, actually, where he's talking about nasty no, isn't stuff. Oh, is this where he says "Turn
3: about. around, I got something for you"? Isn't this it? Is this the one?
0: Oh yeah, he's, he's you well, you know, the song is board. about it is about when they were when they were trying to make it big as a band. They had absolutely no money, and so they were uh, famous for taking money out of purses when somebody else in the band uh, was sleeping with that woman, they would go through rifle to the oh. and take money. So Rough uh, a classy, it might surprise you that Axl
2: Rose and slash not, maybe not the classiest of guys in their, in their early twenties. They're, they're the guys who take the money out of the tip jar in the bathroom, <laughs> from the bathroom attendant when he's handing the towel to someone else.
0: Right. Oh
3: yeah, no doubt. Absolutely.
2: They, they're, they're in the
0: bathroom.
3: They take a
2: handful of Jolly Ranchers, not just one. They take a handful <laughs> of those. Candies. The whole
0: thing. Yeah. Oh, and they're saying it's so easy. Listen, uh, this song, Night Train, got all the way up to 93 on the chart. Here we go. So we think of Guns N' Roses as being Axel uh, Rose, hence the name, the titular singer. Uh, Love the slash cover. Izzy on rhythm guitar. Although this one, Izzy is on the intro that you're hearing right now. Flash has said that Night Train, which is a song, believe it or not, about the drink, Night Train, that they love to drink,
2: is his favorite song to play. I read they said that, that if you're looking for Thunderbird wine, you'll find Night Train, and that'll fuck you up twice as bad as Thunderbird. Yes. And it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> so I also had a drink tonight, but I did not get Thunderbird, but I'm going to share my drink with you guys. Wait, I wait, wait, wait. Oh, so stoked for
0: this. Wait, wait, wait. If this is your drink segment, Russell, as bad as I want to hear it, we got to. Just hold I was going to make a hey, sting, and I was like, we already have a song we're thinking, and that is what yes. yes! Quick stop. Quick stop so, on that.
2: So for this one, I went back to Booze and Vinyl. It's been a while since we've gone to our book, but mm-hmm. we're going to minute. Booze and Vinyl here. And on side A, actually, for this album, there's not a side A and side B. It's actually a side G and a side R. Did you guys know that?
3: No, I did that not. That kicks ass. Love
2: so it. So for the side, the side G... They recommend a kamikaze, which was a popular shot during the 80s. You can also serve this up in a cocktail glass. No. But why would you? No. Interesting fact, this drink is the drink that spawned the Cosmo. You just need to add cranberry juice. So here's what's in. They're recommending for (laughs) a kamikaze. And then I'll let you know what my substitutions were. Russell has gone to straight shots for his drink. This is my favorite. This is great for Guns N' Roses, though, I got to admit. So they recommend one ounce of vodka, three-quarters ounce triple sec, and three-quarters of ounce fresh lime juice, shake it, pour it into a shot glass, right? It seems pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah.
0: But we already know that you don't have any triple sec. I know that. So, I know that already. So
2: <laughs> I have just decided, I'm guys, I actually did a little research, and it turns oh. out that orange curacao and triple sec is really the same thing. One just has a little bit different color, and they're from different places. But everything I've read is you can substitute them evenly so that your orange curacao in triple sec is out. But the big switch I had to make on this one, you guys are gonna love this. Oh no. I didn't have any lime juice in my house tonight. I didn't have any limes. I didn't have any lime juice, and I didn't have time to go to the store. So I was thinking, well, what can I substitute for this? And I was like, you know what? I've got a raspberry lime white claw. And if I just drop a little bit of white claw in there, it's gonna be like a raspberry kamikaze. Come on. And it is so good. Look at this drink. It's a little oranger than a kamikaze, and it's a little more carbonated, but it is badass.
1: Oh my god
0: that makes, the, that makes the vodka margarita look like Child's Play <laughs> It's going to fuck me twice as bad As oh. Thunderbird And it's a lot cheaper <laughs> That is incredible that you were drinking a, a kamikaze made from a white claw I can't believe it uh, Alright so Excellent, t- Excellent Talking as more About Guns and Roses uh, Out to get me
2: I can't tell if I love this song or I hate this song. It's somewhere in the middle. I, I, there are times where I love it there's times where I can't stand it. What do you guys think
1: of it? Feels like a filler to yeah. me. So, I mean, you know, just put some loud, loud guitars in the background and see how fast you can go.
0: But yeah. I, don't you think that the problem is with this album, right, is that the highs are so high that even something that's not even really a low is just going to seem terrible because it's not Sweet Child of Mine. It's not... Paradise City. It's not welcome to the jungle.
2: But Matt mentioned the guitars. The guitars in that song are still awesome, right? That's like eighties hard rock. I, I, the, the guitars are fantastic. What still.
0: is it about Guns N' Roses that other that other bands have just not been able to capture? Right? Is it just the fact that these guys legitimately are sleazy rock stars, or is it
1: Slash's sound or Axel's voice or what is? it? I think it's Axel's voice, right? I mean, you yeah. put mm-hmm. that you put that guitar on any hair metal band, you know, and you've got some high voice singing it's not axel's voice this is i think it's absolutely axel's voice it's that on top of the music yeah it's that and i do think i don't know how this happened but
3: i i did some reading on who produced this album it was a guy named mike clink who then went on to work with megadeth and some other bands i don't know how this worked out but i listened to um rose tattoo who was a australian band who axel has shouted out a few times as well as a, an, another Australian pub band called angels. And it's the same mm. style of music, but yeah, Matt, you're totally right. Number one, it's Axel's voice, but Axel got to go to the studio and do things line by line and do it over and over again until he felt it was perfect. But yep. the whole thing, and Rob, I'm sure you noticed this is mixed perfectly. It sounds perfect. Everything, it every does. note is right. Everything is loud. The guitar sound is fat and chunky. I mean, so I think it is too, too, between and Slash is two extremely talented guys. They hooked up with the right producer who was willing to be patient with them and let them get their sound right. And that's what that was the difference, because other bands were playing similar stuff, but the sound just wasn't quite the same. It's just that like it's like watching Olympic sprinters, right? Like the eighth place guy in the uh-huh. Olympic final still ran 10.1. But the difference between 10.1 and 9.8 is just that extra thing. And that's what Guns N' Roses had.
0: I'll tell you when I have that fat, chunky sound, I make sure to tip the guy a five. Okay. Cause that's, I would,
3: that's it, man. And I would
1: do it. I would, yeah. You put the lid down first, though.
3: You got to put know. the lid down.
2: There's so you much know, poop. There's not in here lids in the public bathrooms oh, oh, though. Matt, <laughs> so. Matt, why you Matt, why are you pulling that string? Right <laughs> no
1: only, get, only to get only to only because all this bodily fluid stuff and <laughs> popping pimples and <laughs> earwax oh, and anything yeah. we can think of just gets Russell going.
0: And don't check out the Beck Dead Better uh TikTok what what it's watching. It's not it's just not important. So Mr. Brownstone, they wrote this town this song, Slash and Izzy Stradlin when they were sitting in Izzy's apartment. Uh, talking about how much it sucked that they were addicted to heroin. So Right.
3: uh, This used to be my favorite track on this album. It's not anymore. I've got some other favorites. But I do think this is the one that has the most, um, to me, the most Zeppelin influence, where the the guitars, the the rhythm guitar and the drums are really in sync. It sounds like Bonham and Page to me.
0: I don't know any, obviously I don't know any words from that song, and I
1: still sing just the song. It's great. I'll tell you a couple. I'll tell you a couple. I used to do a little. But a little wouldn't do it, so mm-hmm. a little got more and more, and that's basically the whole thing. That's Sounds it, like Aaron making that frittata. Yeah, he's making it with three eggs. It's not
3: enough. No, because if it's going to be for us, I got to make four. <laughs> At what age in
2: your life did you know that Mr. Brownstone was about drugs? Did you know this? Like when you heard this as a teenager or
1: not?
3: No, uh, not was until our I was when was to our test was episode? In college, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Like> <laughs> September of twenty twenty or whatever. That's that's what I figured it out. <laughs> I thought it was about. <laughs>
0: The guy who just lived in a brownstone. And I was like, boy, they're hating that with some rich people.
2: I don't know. It's kind of a hidden message about drugs. But it turns out there's other artists that have much more direct messages about drugs in their songs. And one of them is Beck. And he's got this song called MTV Makes Me Want to Smoke Crack. And so we got to check out that song.
1: <laughs> Why we like Beck.
3: MTV makes me want to awesome. smoke crack.
2: <laughs> this is so terrible this was on the flip side of one of his singles with uh, with loser and so when it comes to making a song that has a very direct message about drugs who did it better
3: beck did it better i feel like mtv is way better for alcohol or pot i don't understand the crack part but i've never done cracks so i don't know
2: what, what he said, Aaron, was that everything on MTV is perfect, and it's bright, and the image greatly contrasts with the dull lives of those who watch MTV and buy into what they produce. Okay. Uh, counterpoint, I mean, Beavis and Butthead made
0: me laugh my ass off when I watched it, <laughs> and I think it really did form a big part of what I thought was funny. In Mr. Brownstone, he talks about uh, he goes to bed around 7. He wakes, up, he, he wakes up around 7. He gets out of bed around 9. I am doing the same exact thing when I'm waking up in the morning. I got an alarm set for 6. I am checking uh, social media until 6.15. It is a waste of 15 minutes. I don't get anything from it. I cannot
2: stop doing it. Do you guys, like, how do you get up in the morning? Do you just pop right out of bed or what? I, I, I'm a snoozer. I hit the snooze for about 40 minutes. I snooze. I've got multiple alarms, and I'm snoozing every two minutes. <clears throat> have you ever thought of just not doing that, Russell? Like, just setting the alarm for later?
1: Nope. <laughs> have, you ever just, have you ever just thought about not opening your phone and just... Putting it out on the counter or something? <laughs> yeah. Every
0: night I'm like, okay, tomorrow morning yeah. I'm going to just, I'm going to get up and go. Never happens. It, it, it's just like uh, Guns N' Roses said, you know, I tried to do a little and a little didn't cut it. So now I'm doing more and more.
3: More and more. Okay, yeah. It's
0: like Russell snoozing. Snoozing is can't night You train. guys
3: know, I, I live in a tiny house. My son's bedroom is next door to ours. I haven't set an alarm for four and a half years. He gets up between... F- five and seven every morning and that's that's the alarm that's just like when he bursts into the room that's when the day starts i don't have to worry about any of that shit
0: again aaron like if i asked you right now you're working tomorrow right yeah what time what time do you have to be at work what would you tell me
3: what do you mean be at work i'm I'm working at home um okay so what time do you need to
0: start working from home
3: um well tomorrow my first meeting is at one so, oh God,
0: oh God, <laughs> you don't need an alarm. And that's one California time. So God only knows yeah, what time it is anywhere else. It comes, comes like,
3: yeah, I'm going to get a bunch of emails tomorrow that are annoying as shit from people who are nothing but headaches, but it's all internal <laughs> stuff. Like they can wait till Tuesday or Wednesday while I'm off on Tuesday. They can wait till Wednesday oh, or Thursday, whatever. Like they, oh. they can, they can, they're not yeah, going to go anywhere me else for what they a- need. The idea of me waiting
0: a couple days to email back a parent. Oh, that'd be so sweet. I, can't, I need to live your life, Aaron. I'm so jealous. Maybe that's why I make fun of you I hate it. Matt, what's your morning routine? I'm imagining Matt immediately gets out of bed, goes and takes a shower. And like, it's all like his clothes are, he jumps in,
1: he goes down a slide with all of his clothes on it. He gets into the clothes, walks away. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's somewhat, somewhat close to that. But usually I get up with the coffee on, make the boys lunches. And then mm. you know, so that's all ready to go. Let you just go take a nice easy shower. We'll listen to a little K fan in the morning. And then yeah, clothes are ready to go and I hop up and go. So I don't set an alarm. I haven't set an alarm for a long time. This is making me Your ca- passion wakes you up, Matt. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It's uh I don't know if it's a skill or if it's a sickness that I just you know, if I say I gotta get up around seven, I can wake up around seven. I don't know. Get out thinking. of bed around nine. <laughs>
3: that old man is a real motherfucker.
1: I was waiting for it, yeah. So
0: now I kind of yeah. want to marry Matt Boy you guys are making it Real hard on me Because I would like somebody Who makes the lunches For my kids uh, Which to be clear My wife actually does I never would do that Alright Paradise City Doo. Only song these on the album With the synth awesome. Played by Axl Rose
3: yeah, yeah the synth to me Sounds like they were Listening to Prince Prince Nardyx, yeah, man, to remember, These drums sound so good and I did read the drums were recorded in like six days. Like Stephen Adler had to just like lay all of his drums down and then slash and axle to all the rest of the studio time. But the drums sound amazing.
0: Yep, those those voices. I'm telling you that the, the it is the recording on those voices is so good. It makes a song like Paradise City when you really read the lyrics and say them out loud. They're not you're not like blown away by it. But that I've heard these songs easily hundreds of times in my life, and I still every time I sat down to listen to this album, I was excited to hear. Paradise City It got me fired up still Like it's crazy Stoked A song by the way Written while drinking In the back of a van On tour So they were like Hey We're in this van We're on tour We're driving around What should we do Let's drink and write songs We're Guns N' Roses We'll do whatever we want Uh, My Michelle So this song is uh, Axl Rose there's a he wanted to write a song about a woman or I want somebody to write a song no I want somebody to write a song just about me so he wrote the song My Michelle and he kept it like for real because the dad is in pornography the mom did have a drug addiction he's just like
2: yeah I'm gonna write a fucking song about it this rules Rob how much different would your life be if your dad had worked in pornography (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, I, now I thought about some stuff that i I really tried to think <laughs> well, about. I would, like, that that would the okay. I was like, oh, maybe <laughs> he's a cameraman or like a scriptwriter. Like that was my first thing. It Was like writing scripts.
2: <laughs> well, didn't you say he used to have those those uh, balls on the ceiling, the mirror balls?
0: Or yeah. <laughs> okay. he, lo- he loves like a set balls.
3: Loves a disco ball, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> it would
0: be. I mean, it would be different. Like, you would. What would you talk about at family dinners?
3: i don't know like hey dad how was your work work today it'd be like those people in love actually
0: he's like oh it's another hard day
3: i like that all of these songs i get it i
1: get it Thank (laughs) you.
3: i like that so many of these songs similar to i mean rocket queen to to a greater degree but paradise city they like they love to do this thing of like let's do the slow hard chords and then let's speed it up and like it's uh, to me it's all like building to november rain somehow but that's because that's how my brain works, because like November rain was the pinnacle of, you know, rock and roll to me as a kid. But I love that the, they, they like doing this thing of like we're doing one rhythm and then we're going to speed it up. And that's our thing. And I, I mm-hmm. like that it just keeps coming back.
2: Did, did you guys read that November rain was considered for this album? They decided not to put it on this album. Can you imagine this album if it had November rain on it? It would be, it would number
3: be one, like right? it would be like the number
2: one and like nothing else ahead
0: of it. It would be
3: right? like 500 it, albums of this one.
0: I think that's what you guys can do to hurt me more than anything else is act like you're not listening to the words I'm saying is actually the most hurtful thing you can do. Like you can make fun of me. You can say all these things and I can just brush it off. You can talk about my dad. I'm like, whatever. But when you're like, oh, because I was really upset when you saw me. I was like, what the fuck? I already mentioned that. I'm still upset about it. I know it's a joke now and I'm still upset
1: yeah well I think even if it, and then even like the sports you played right like if in like a football locker room, how many times or like a weight room or something like this, how many times did you hear three or four of these songs and then like Metallica, you know the the black album um playing in the background it was like this is what you grew up on i guess when we were people like every you.
2: every Vikings kickoff is welcome to the jungle isn't right. that what's playing before yeah. the kickoff Absolutely. I think it's- a lot of these songs are embedded in sports, and it is our time frame. It's right in the wheelhouse of when we would have started being into music, right? And Man, one of badass. the things I
3: love about this album is that for me, and it sounds like others on this podcast, it's completely tied with masculinity. It's about being fast and tough and being in the weight room, and the Vikings are going to kick off, and they're going to fucking destroy somebody. And these dudes were wearing eyeliner and their hair was feathered. I just mm-hmm. love this whole like they were playing on that that whole thing. Like, Welcome to the Jungle sounds like the baddest, toughest thing of all time. And then these guys weighed 140 pounds and they were wearing makeup. I just love the play between what we but, all were you know, growing like, up thinking it, about it, and, and we've
1: talked about this. Were. If you play sports, you're probably not a musician, right? I mean, like, there's obviously crossovers, right? But like the baddest thing you can do. As an as an athlete, is be like the number one football, blah, 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 you know. But like yeah, all yeah. that all that guy wants to do is be up on stage, be an Axl Rose, like singing in front of a big crowd, and it's like vice versa. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's it, Russell. It, you, you
0: yeah. You could pick famous musician or famous athlete. What would you Would you pick? What sport do I get to play? Or what <laughs> Whatever you want, do want. I'll, let, <laughs> to I'll let you pick, and I'll let you pick all that.
2: It's a f- dealer's choice, or what? You're the dealer. I don't know if i If I go the musician route and live it up to the edge, do I get to live long or do I die early? Okay, mm. Jesus Christ, you live the These same amount in both
0: scenarios, okay, and you make okay. the same amount yeah. of money in both scenarios ripe old age of forty three okay, which one are you gonna pick?
2: I think I might be the lead guitarist or the lead singer for the band. I think every time you perform, people are cheering you, they're into you you are you are making someone's night amazing in sports like. You get out, if you're a baseball player, you get out seven times out of three. You're, you're getting booed half the time. Mm-hmm. You're losing half the time. Almost every season, unless you win the World Series or the, the Super Bowl, you end on a losing note. If you're in a band, every night could be a rush for you, and you could be bringing all these people enjoyment every night. I think I'm going to take the band.
0: Yeah. Plus, getting out seven out of three times, I mean, that's improper.
3: <laughs> I was going to leave that alone, but
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a math joke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I think I would be... The problem, though, Russell, right? If you're a musician, yes, everybody's going to love you. But I can tell you right now, Axl Rose is still singing Paradise City every night of his life. Like, he's doing the same thing over and over and over.
3: But at this point, isn't that Axl's choice? Like, does he really have to do that? Or did he make some bad tax choices? Like, he doesn't... I mean, there's no way he needs the money unless he made some mistakes. I I think... This, he's, a, he's a certified CPA, I think. I'm pretty sure. What would you guys pick if you
2: could be the, the lead singer of a band and be the biggest band in the world or be the star athlete on the team that wins the championship? What are you picking?
0: I You know, years ago, I probably would have picked athlete. But now, I got to admit, like, making, even just making the parody songs, I like it. Like, I think it's fun to sit down and be like, I'm going to create something. People are going to listen to it. And, you know, they're going to like it. Maybe. Like, oh, that's a big maybe. But I, I think, yeah, being a musician. Now, Aaron, you're both, but what would you say? You were both in high school, but what would what would your pick be? I would
3: go musician, unless yeah. I could go back in time and be Andre Iguodala and Jesus not Christ. go up for that layup, which he was going to miss anyway, and figure out another way to get the ball in the hoop in the 2016. Game seven, okay, so game now, new question Okay, Russell, you can
0: either be a musician Or you can replace a famous athlete Which is, I guess, how Aaron <laughs> took this question Okay, so let's do another round I would
2: re- I would replace myself as Visante Shenko <laughs> In that video with the reporter <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, you know what? You get it, Aaron? It would be my serpentine That would be what I'd <laughs> be famous for I do think about you, Aaron Appreciate you, guys
0: I mean, I had to pull all those clips of you saying dumb things. I think about you all the time. This is Izzy, by the way, on lead. It would suck to be Izzy and be like, okay, Slash, I got this one. And everybody's this like, oh, everyone hates that song on the album.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like when I offered to do the, the parody song. Everyone's like, oh, no, we don't really want but this. But
3: Slash is talented as Slash is he got to overdub his stuff later. Like he got to go in, take his own time, do his own thing. I think it's not fair to the other guys in the band. Which is probably why it turned out to be a roving cast of characters.
2: You mentioned Overdub. I don't know if Rob talked about this in the opening when I wasn't listening to, but (laughs) did you guys read that Axel essentially (laughs) sang every lyric on its own? He wouldn't sing the whole song. He would sing every lyric like 50 times until he he got it right.
3: Yeah, that's why they couldn't stay with him after 1991. He was just a pain in the ass. (laughs)
0: Okay, let's take that again, Aaron. But this time I want you to say, oh, he's such a pain in the ass like that. Let's try that. <laughs> I'll be sure to edit this out just like we do. That's how we get all these magnificent takes. <laughs> hey, this time, guys, let's do this whole episode that, more that energy. Cold,
2: that cold toilet paper would be a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> I'm, see, you're kind of thinking about it though, aren't you, Russell? Huh? Russell, I thought you were going into a list, so I'm totally confused. I was clicking on the place. <laughs> Uh, my bad. Uh, Next up, their only number one single ever in the history of Guns N' Roses,
2: Sweet Child of Mine.
3: This is one my top five, probably
2: top three songs. I, Guitar World said this was the 37th greatest solo ever on this. That's, that's, that's bullshit. Crazy. How is, that's got to be way higher. That's yeah. insane.
0: Well, this isn't the solo,
2: though. I know, but you know the solo in the middle, but when it, yeah. when it hits in.
0: It's so good. This whole song, and what I think... What, uh, what Aaron was talking about Like This song You forget about it Every time I listen to it I'm like Oh yeah from a child of mine It's a great song And then They get to the breakdown At the end I mean listen to how This is, it sounds like A totally different song And it also Is one of the best songs Of Rocks. all time Listen to this I mean first of all Here's a solo for you Yeah
3: Yeah they love doing that thing Of like two and one, And you can hear You can hear where he was going With his um, Michael Jackson there, right? Absolutely What's your
2: guys' favorite Guns N' Roses song ever? Is this it? Yeah.
4: Where do we go
2: now? Oh, Matt? November 8. Remember Rain. Rob, what do you yeah. like? Followed by Patience. Oh, if
0: I had to oh, listen to one, it would, probably, choice, Matt. it
2: would probably be Patience. I love Patience. I think it's so good. A little whistling. One thing I noticed, we were talking about the guitar solo, but We also heard that guitar riff at the beginning. And it made me start thinking, like, what are the best opening guitar riffs for any song? But I figured there's too many songs out there to do a list. So we're going to narrow it down. And we're going to do... The best opening guitar riffs for any song in the 80s, we're doing a list. Oh, nice. This is gonna rock my face
3: off. I honestly can't I can't think of a better opening guitar riff than this one, but I'm happy to hear it. I don't know if there are any gonna be better than that one, but here's some good ones. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: happy to hear it. So oh, first up is 1980. This is the title track for Back in Black by Ace.
0: Oh
3: man.
0: Aaron, this is a titular track.
3: Ah. Uh. <laughs>
2: I, I was reading that uh this was the first song that Kurt Cobain learned on his guitar and it made me start wondering, Rob, what was the first song you ever learned on guitar?
0: Uh I learned Bob Dylan's uh oh uh not harmonica. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was oh what was it? Bob Dylan's oh You uh, ain't going nowhere. I'm terrible. Is AC
2: DC coming up on this list at all, man? they gotta be coming up they, soon, I don't think they? they? Are. I think they're in the
0: sixties or seventies. Black and Blacks sure. coming up soon, right? If you Russell, if you had a good electric guitar and a big amplifier, wouldn't you just learn how to play that song and then just say like, "I'm done, I'm done, I can play this intro." Anytime somebody comes over and they go, "Oh, you have a guitar," you go dun 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 dun
2: dun dun. That's I would it. show up at part. I would show up at parties instead of playing Nintendo and Mike Tyson's punch out through the whole party. I'd sit
1: there and just play that guitar <laughs> riff over and over.
3: Just that riff, right? If you sat in a yeah, corner and played 84, that four, eighty four.
1: They're coming up at number eighty four. Ooh, oh, I, I like, like it. it.
3: Next
2: up on the list is 1981. This is a song by the Rolling Stones. Start me up off Tattoo You. This is a good one. I read that they actually tried recording this in like the 70s, and it was supposed to be a reggae song. Yes. And it was supposed to be a reggae song, and then it never made the album they were going to put it on, and they kind of put it away, and they stashed it away, and they came back to it, and they recorded it. And then... Some of the band members actually didn't like this version because they always wanted it to be a reggae song. I thought
0: that was yeah. super Waiting on a Friend,
1: that was recorded in the 70s. It didn't come out until the 80s. There's a bunch right. of that stuff that they recorded that didn't bring out until the
0: 80s. Well, you know what that song's about, Russell?
1: Start me up.
2: What's it about? Oh, it's about vibrators again. It's another
1: vibrator <laughs> song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rob, do yeah.
2: you think vibrators need to be going at, like, one speed or do they have to be, do they have variables? <clears throat> I, well, the thing I don't get about <laughs> Is why do they have so
0: many speeds? Who gets one that goes? <laughs> yeah, I think that was better this week. You're right. I complained my joke wasn't good this week, so I was like, "I'll set you up, Russell." Perfect. Okay, with this edit, and again, let's try that again. Okay, Axel Rose style. Okay, but there's a select people group of people who know exactly what I'm talking about. You're pushing that button, just trying to get it back to like normal. You're like, get back, get back, and then the other side is like speed. It's like get, well, just get max
3: speed. Is it the G this. side or the
2: R side? <laughs> <laughs> we're more of an R side family, for sure. Next song on the list. Earlier, Rob, you were mentioning Beavis and Butthead. This was a song that I became famous for me from the Beavis and Butthead show. Absolutely. Back when we were younger. This is Judas Priest, Breaking the Law Whoa, from 1980. Yes, Breaking the Law. That's a guitar riff, is it not?
0: This is so good. And this video, you could not match a harder sound with a corner video for your entire life. This video is wild. (laughs) They are literally going into a bank with their guitars, pointing the guitars at the safe, and the safe disappears, and they grab the money. So they're literally breaking the law with their guitars
3: through banjo somehow. Perfection. awesome.
2: one of my favorite things about this, I immediately thought of Matt on YouTube. The first, the first comment on the YouTube on that video said, "I always thought they were saying raking the lawn." So if we ever do get to a Judas Priest album on the list, you can do a parody about Matt raking the lawn, raking the lawn. So good. I'm gonna.
1: I. Uh, I, I don't rake, Russell. You mulch that shit. <laughs> Why would, no, you mulch it. You get you the, get, the, get the get it back into the into the oh. earth. Right. Yeah. You don't oh, you rake don't like leaves. It. Nobody rakes leaves. Savages, <laughs> I just go over that shit. Yeah, I certainly don't rake too many leaves in my apartment.
2: Next song on the list is from 1981. This is actually a cover, one of the most successful covers ever. It's Joan Jack and the Joan Jet and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll.
3: Wait, who wrote this song?
2: I believe it was called.
3: Is Prince? Are those hand claps too? Or is that a high snare?
2: No, that's totally, those are totally hand claps. Oh, I love it. I did read, I did read, so this was a cover from a song from 1976. I don't know the band off Aaron. and we'll have to, Rob will have to drop it in. But uh, she heard this song and wanted to cover it, and she was going to cover arrows. it with the band, the arrows, there you go. She was going to cover it with the band she was touring with, and the band didn't like the song, so she went and recorded with another band. What a terrible decision by that other band,
0: right?
3: Boss move, right? guess this is what happens.
0: Sometimes when somebody in the group has a really good idea to talk about, I don't know, like toilet paper in their fridge or whatever, maybe you should listen <laughs> and not just dismiss it out of hand. A toilet paper in the fridge could be our
3: I love rock and roll. I really thought As it was the talking merch. about like the merch. putting the toilet paper in the fridge between uses. I really thought it was like about keeping the toilet paper okay. fresh. And I thought that was a bad idea.
0: Listen, I got a level of the urine. That is kind of <laughs> what I was thinking about until you mentioned that I have to put it back in. Okay. Maybe I need a separate fridge just for toilet paper.
3: <laughs> that, would, that would work. That would work.
2: Oh, and an ice cube maker. One other thing about that song that the group, the Arrows that recorded it was from Britain and actually they don't have dimes in Britain so you would have to put a six penny in the jukebox back in the <laughs> But they thought it sounded cooler to say put a dime in the jukebox. Isn't that crazy? <laughs>
3: Because it'd be hard to say, put another six penny in the jukebox, bait. Yeah, that's too, that's, you can't do it. You can't put a six penny in the jukebox. So are you your
2: only- kids The only When they hear the jukebox and they're like, dad, how are we supposed to put, like, do they, your kids even know what change is? Does change even exist for kids anymore? Yeah, because it, no. it's, it's what I give them for a claw game.
0: Like change in a claw game goes so close in my kid's mind together. Otherwise, yeah, it's totally useless to them. Like, I think money in general, though, is useless to my kids. So they just ask me to buy something and I say, okay, it's, it's pathetic.
2: Last song on the list. We know Rob has always talked about Hot for Teacher. We're going to do a different song off the album that Hot for Teacher was on. Ooh, I don't like you saying
0: 1984. it like that, huh? I don't like you saying, like, oh, Rob is always talking about Hot for Teacher. Like, that's the song I'm talking well, about, do, the song you know, Hot for Teacher. You know, Rob, yeah. the teacher oh, on this
3: podcast, no. as a teacher, is always talking about people <laughs> being hot for teacher. <laughs> you know, our resident teacher loves talking about people being hot for teacher. It's his favorite thing to talk about. <laughs>
2: Well, if Aaron's going to make fun of Rob, I'm going to make fun of Aaron. We yes. all know Aaron's a big fan of <laughs> Sue's Canal. He's probably <laughs> also a big fan of the Panama oh, Canal. Panama. So this is Van Halen, Panama. Ooh, Pretty good opening guitar for a song, huh?
3: This one blows yeah. my mind a little bit. It's hard to think about how they got this one started. This is pretty complex. But see, this is a great example of that guitar
0: sound we're listening to today, right? Like... Eddie Van yeah. Halen, it almost sounds like he's playing in, like, a big stadium and it's just you listening to it, whereas Slash, right. it sounds like he's, like, in your bedroom and you're trying to go to sleep and he's, like, cranking it all the way up. Sorry
3: about like that. in the Black or White video
0: where George Wentz, like, turn it down! Exactly. And then he gets blasted off to the Savannas of Africa. Yeah. True story.
2: So that was the list. That was the Great greatest list. 80s oh, guitar riff well, Loved songs. it. Great list, Russell. Russell, that was a top of five another. list.
0: I did so. a better, list by Russell. That was easily a
2: put another sixpence in the jukebox, baby. <laughs> I mean, you can literally you can play like
1: three notes from all of those songs, and you know exactly what song they are. Exactly. That's right, old, yeah. yeah. So those are the oh, time oh. He said sixpence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would. The
0: only time I think about like British money, like sixpence, is when I'm off to buy some hot cross buns. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes I just want to buy those hot cross buns. I'm like, how much are these? One a penny, That's two expensive. a penny, we'll decide because I've only got a half penny. What do they call them in Britain? A half penny? Eh. A a Guys. Why do you do this to me? Why do you make me edit this stuff out? <laughs> Terrible. All right.
2: You don't ever edit it out, Rob. It
0: always gets through, <laughs> trust me. As as Russell pointed out. Talking about the olden times, your great. Sorry. What? Your like Y-O-R-E. Oh no. <laughs> That's the one that pushes Russell over. Listen to this guitar. I picked almost every sound clip at the beginning of songs, not because I'm lazy, but because they rock.
2: Oh, it, boy, Woo! it does rock pretty hard. Yeah. It, boy,
0: Any other album, we have be talking about this song for like a long time. And this time we're like, man, never really heard it before. <laughs> Don't know about it.
2: Next song.
3: Oh, God, you're not that- doing
0: a list. I thought you were doing a list still. I was like. Oh, when's Russell going to say the next thing on the list? <laughs> All right. Might be getting a little late here. Anything goes back. Is this
2: the ass in the debris lyric? What is the ass in debris? This is like Aaron's rhyming again, right? Yes. Yeah, right? absolutely.
3: Rhyme.com. <laughs> Matt, could you, get, could
0: you give us a little poetic reading of the lyrics from Anything Goes? I'd have to pull it up. Oh they well, not right spot. now. Let's why don't you wait till we're done with the Zoom, Man, Jeffrey? It's, it's appetite for destruction. Guns yep. and Roses. Okay, okay.
3: but anything not the cold porter,
0: anything goes. Close the tab that says toilet paper cold? Question mark. Actually, sounds like a good idea. <laughs>
1: Exclamation point. <He laughs> well, shared I'm on a the Wikipedia on page, and this one doesn't have like a link to the songs. So that's what. <laughs> Close. <Cool. laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Matt's the only guy <laughs> in the podcast who has no idea how to research a single thing about a song or band. Russell and I have like 10 tabs that we have saved at our computer to do it at all times. And Matt's like, music, research. Ah. It's
2: like, it's like, you guys remember that video when um, A-Rod was like, he was supposedly this investor guy. And he had this picture of him on a plane talking about the stock market. And you could see in the back of the window of the plane, it was just him Googling the word stock market. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and now he owns an NBA basketball team. No, so. he owns a
2: team. Yeah,
0: Maybe I do want to he become a professional us. athlete. You're making me think maybe I do want to be a professional athlete. <laughs> Axel Rose is still like using public bathrooms somewhere and A-Rod <laughs> owns his own
3: team. Hmm. That's a fun yep. thought. Like when do you think the last time is that Axel Rose used a pu- public bathroom? Got to be before the release of Appetite, right?
0: I guarantee
3: he's got a fridge in his bathroom. Guaranteed he does. Yeah, Rose. But I think once Appetite came out, like, he probably just pisses in the street if he wants. He's Axl Rose. In fact, I'm sure he's been arrested for pissing in the street.
2: Rob, do you think he has a groupie whose job it is to, like, move him out of the bathroom if he were to perish doing eating something out of his fridge in the bathroom or not?
0: (laughs) What a great way to go, though, for your Axl Rose. That's the ultimate rock and roll way to die, right?
2: sitting on your, your toilet table, like Elvis toilet? Huh? Matt did you find the lyrics yet yeah and I'm not reading them you're not <laughs> reading them oh no <laughs> yeah. Rocket
0: Queen I I so the, of course the most famous thing about Rocket Queen is that there is a, bitty, a sound clip in it of actually having sex with a woman in the sound booth so let's listen to that real quick wait this is a real sound clip oh yeah T. Russell, how does it feel? And he doesn't listen to you the first time you did this on our first episode. Where you talked about the very thing ago. at length. What? Oh, you talked about this on the first episode we ever did at length about that. You did a lot of research for it. Actually, kind of uh, too much research. I, like you did a lot, I, I remember. I know <laughs> I did. You had like it was, drawings. Oh, wasn't it the
2: other guy's girlfriend. Steven Adler's girlfriend, who's the drummer's girlfriend. But
0: then I also read something that where it's they said that Axel wasn't happy with how it sounded, so he tried it with multiple women. And I was like, oh. See, that's why he's playing 3D chess. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the rock star. I'm not not playing NBA basketball. I'm going to be a rock star. (laughs) Because he's like, he's like, oh, that wasn't quite what I wanted. We got to take another take on that genius stuff. All right, that was appetite for destruction. So let's get into everybody's popular and very patented. And I definitely didn't screw that up. It's the rating system. Oh yeah. How are we so far ahead on time and then so far behind and then so far? Doesn't make any sense it
1: better. Tangents. right. Rob. Oh, yeah.
0: That doesn't sound like us. All Who right. Never. Let's get into the rating system, okay? We, we are running short on time, so I'm going to speed this up a little bit. If you think this album is perfect at number 62, okay? It's just if slots in there perfect, it's like a piece of uh, something that's in a frittata. Is there something in a frittata or is it just eggs?
3: Depends on what you're I mean, Sometimes cheese or maybe some green onion. It's really like listen, red pepper. You can make some perfect frittata is
0: for one more person that's there, so you can share that love like Aaron wants to with us. Then you think this is perfect at 62. Or you've eaten Aaron's frittata. Guess what? It sucks. He made it after watching a movie. What a terrible idea. This would be a rolling groan. You did not like this album. It should be not at 62. Or is this a rolling bone? It should have been way higher than 62. Why have we waited so long to listen to this album? guys we could have been talking about this weeks ago if it got rolling boned so what do you think aaron rolling well toned rolling boned or rolling grown
3: i think this is one of those that's really hard to fit into this rating system because i we all love it so much from our from our memories from our youth so initially i thought how could this album possibly be this low i look forward to listening to it every time i love every song on it um But I think that it's in the right place uh, behind the first Zeppelin album that we heard, because I think there's so much Zeppelin influence on this album. And I think there might be some skippable tracks. So uh, my my initial thought was like, this should be a top 10 album of all time. But I actually think it's rolling well toned and um, I'll still go back to it any day of the week because I love it. And it's a great album. Okay, so I'm going to put somebody in the the sound booth here with
0: me and. Mm. So You know, doesn't that sound good too? Like it's like what he's think about. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling?
1: Here's rolling your paper towel, <laughs> sir. I think it's rolling well toned. It feels like a you know like a top 100 album. I mean, and there's probably some influence from just being growing up and having this be on MTV and all the sports and all that stuff we talked about earlier. But you know, there's just too many great songs uh, on this album to not be up here considered one of the top 100 albums of all time so 62 feels great feels like a nice spot for it you know if somebody told me it was 50 i I would agree if somebody told me it was like 80 or 90 i'd i'd be fine too so i'll just say it's rolling well toned at 62 russell
0: what do you think rolling well toned
2: rolling boned or rolling grown man Um. i I, I, i'm i'm kind of surprised i thought this was in our wheelhouse for when we were kids and starting getting into music i thought you guys would say It needs to be higher. I'm going to go a little bit against the grain with you guys and say it needs to be way higher on the list. I really enjoyed it. you got Night Train, Paradise City, Mr. Brownstone, Sweet Child of Mine, and the best opener for any album ever with Welcome to the Jungle. So for me, this is Rolling Boned. It needs to be way higher on the list. To me, it's getting up in my top 10, and I was trying to rate whether this or Zeppelin was going to be my hard rock album in my top five, but I'm going to stick with Led Zeppelin. But this needs to be way higher. Rolling Bone. The correct like answer is this is a rolling
0: Mr. Brownstone. No! <laughs> Listen, any other band wrote a song called Mr. Brownstone. Okay, we would not say, wow, this song fucking rocks. That name is lame <laughs> as hell. That is a terrible <laughs> name for a song. <laughs> Yet, this was a song they wrote about heroin. They wrote, they and not even about heroin. They're like, it's a real bummer. We're addicted to it. That sums up Guns N' Roses more than any other song. Next week. He's been dancing <laughs> well. That's more than I know. I forgot about the dancing part. Next week, we have an album.
2: My serpentine!
0: <laughs> Next week, we have an album that's sure to give us good <laughs> vibrations. I want you to turn this band up to full power and come and join in the fun. If you want to make bread with some weird <laughs> spices in it, bring your basil dough, bring your tarragon What's dough, going and bring on? your dildo.
3: It's oh, Aja
0: no. by Steely Dan next week <laughs> on Best Steely Dan!
3: We're doing it! When you Steely, want dance. Dance. Oh, I Steely I Dan! Steely
0: Dan! Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, this
2: parody song is going to be fantastic but next week. Is Black
0: that
2: one? We will find out once if you're if
0: you're wrong. Wrong. Dan, and for all. Is Steely Dan a band back. or simply a man? We never quite really figured out what Van Morrison. We weren't sure. For you, Jack.
2: Matt, get on that research. Beck did it better. You guys, I was thinking about this. If I were a bathroom attendant, I would have a go to move or a go to saying after everyone came out of the stall. So, like, if Rob came in and he had too many servings of a perfectly prepared frittata, I would hand him a paper towel. And then, in a Joe Buck voice, I would say, That was a disgusting act. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just have like the button, like the no yes, button that they've yes. got in the cell. Yeah. The easy button. Yeah, That was a disgusting act. You guys are going to be Here's a jolly
0: fired up when you visit me in New York. Here's the Jolly got,
3: Rancher. Here is your moist talent.
0: You guys are going to be fired up when you visit me in New York, and I've got a fridge in my bathroom. Just which
2: oh. oh,
1: no. You've got that third bathroom. that You could easily do I can it. I could easily put a fridge in there. Easy.